0: blog talk
1: radio what's going
2: on folks it's your boy long beach joe and i am back at it
0: back at it back at it again <laughs>
2: i'm back at it again man listen people we have a lot to discuss, okay. We got the Broncos coming up, all right. A lot of things moving and shaking around that. Will the Jets be able to get a W? That's a big question. We got people talking crazy about New York Jets players. Rodney Harrison calling Jack Wilson garbage. We got a lot to talk about. We got injuries as well. We're going to discuss it all. All right. Call in. 515-602-9639. We're also going to be speaking with a Susie G. Coleman representative as well. Can't wait to discuss that. So, listen, I'm hyped up. Let me get into the show, all right, because I'm fired up. Listen, folks, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, all right, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Just follow you, boy. I'll follow you right back. Let's go back and forth and have discussions. I'm also, okay, on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? Subscribe to the podcast on there. Leave your boy a five-star rating, and also leave me some feedback. Let me know how you folks think. You know, this show is going. I want to thank everybody that does that. It's greatly appreciated, okay? Also, for those of you that may not know, some people don't. They listen to the show, you know, wherever they listen to, to me from. And, again, I want to thank everybody that listens to me from overseas, just across the world. I have a lot of people hit me up from different places, different spaces, and I appreciate y'all, okay? Now, some people just listen to the show and they go, wow, Joe, didn't know that you, you know, live stream the show live. Yes, we do. We're live okay come on over to YouTube type in Long Beach Joe Jets Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube all right subscribe to this to the stream over there subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell so when I post content you'll be in the know also give the videos a thumbs up all right but just know when you come to YouTube all right check the live streams because we have a lot of fun you're gonna run into my audience man and they're called the savages you want to know why because they're savage (laughs) Listen, these people get after it, man. If they do not like what you're bringing to the table, they are going to let you know, all right? If they don't like what you got to say, if they don't like your takes, they don't like your opinions, they will let you know, all right, that they're not feeling you. Nobody's safe, not even me, all right? Salutes to all the savages, all right? Fun doing that, you know? And uh, come on over to YouTube. Again, Long Beach Joe Jets, subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Now, we got a lot to discuss, but before we get to those things, before we talk about the New York Jets quickly, we're going to check in on something I'm extremely passionate about. As everybody sees here, all right, everybody watching me on YouTube, your boy got on pink, okay? We got on pink. You want to know why? Because I support the fight against breast cancer, and people know I thoroughly support the Susie G. Coleman Foundation, all right? I have a fundraiser going on it's in the description of the video it will also be in the chat very soon please give to that if you can but everyone knows I'm all about bringing the fight to breast cancer and also spreading breast cancer awareness and tonight we're gonna speak with a Suze G Coleman representative his name is Bob Headquest, and he's gonna come on and talk to us about the Suze G Coleman foundation and breast cancer and how it's affected him so Rob
3: I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe show how are you doing tonight my friend Long Beach Joe, good to be on the call with you tonight, and uh, shout out to not only you, but also the savages on the call. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. That's right. Listen, Rob, I'm fired up. I'm hyped up about this discussion. I
2: cannot wait to talk to you. Now, everyone knows, again, I'm a big supporter of the fight against breast cancer, and a lot of people don't seem to know or may not be aware that men also deal with breast cancer as well you yourself have had to deal with it. Can you tell us about how you got your diagnosis?
3: Mm, great question. Uh, great question, Joe. So, so for me, um yeah, I I just want to I guess tap into a little bit of what you said there, you know, it's it's really very not very common in men. So, of about 1% of the of the breast cancer diagnoses actually go to men. So, it's it's fairly rare for us. And, and um, you know, for me, um, you know, I have a long familial history with breast cancer. So unfortunately, I lost my mom in 96 to it. I have two sisters that um, also have suffered and suffer from uh, uh, breast cancer. And um, so, you know, with that f- family history as a man, it, it was not something that that even came to the forefront of my mind to even really be thinking about, and my diagnosis really came based upon um, my own discovery. Um, Joe, to be quite honest with you, I was I'm a long distance runner, and I I had just uh, I was in the process of, of working up uh, for to try to do an ultra in 2021, and I was sitting on the couch one night. I'm um, watching TV, and um, I noticed uh, a chafing over in my left breast, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is quite uh, unusual. Something that uh, typically I'd, I didn't experience because I—that's a sensitive area for any for any runner, and so I'd always take great care to, to make sure it was protected. But particular night, it seemed to be highly irritated, and so I actually reached in underneath my T-shirt, and as I reached in underneath my T-shirt. And uh, felt around my nipple. I actually felt a lump in there, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is really you know quite quite strange." And you know, my first thought did not necessarily go towards this could be breast cancer. I thought, okay, it could be a number of things. Maybe it's you know maybe it's an internal cyst. Maybe it's you know acne. Um, although I'm far I'm far away from the acne age at this point. But anyways, these are the things that that were going through my mind and had a little bit of disbelief, and it took me a couple of days to kind of sit in that disbelief a little bit and then started to, started to think about my family history um, before I made the decision to actually go in and see my primary care physician. And then once I went in to see my primary care physician, um, I went through the traditional workup that um, most women um, go through with x-rays, mammograms. Um, Uh, you know and then ultrasound and then ultimately a biopsy um, to get a determination and a diagnosis
2: Wow again Rob I want to thank you for sharing your story with us and you spoke a little bit earlier about you know how the breast cancer within men is such a low percentage what are your thoughts on the stigma that surrounds breast cancer man there's a lot of people that don't believe that men have to deal with it a lot of men don't know much about it at, at all as well and what are your thoughts on some guys get it and they don't know how to feel they don't know who to turn to some feel emasculated they feel like it's a it's a situation that really only women have to deal with What are your thoughts about the stigma that surrounds that
3: yeah you know want to be sure that's that's a that's a that's a really really great point you know i i there is a uh, you no know, cancer and breast cancer as well, you know, really knows, doesn't care about gender, doesn't care about ethnicity. And, um, you know, as men, we need to be aware that, that, you know, we're not immune. Men are not immune to breast cancer. And um, it's a terrible disease. And, And most men experience it from the point of having a loved one, either their wife or their partner, um, being diagnosed with it and and going through that journey with them. And so, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, in breast cancer to um, get better demographics around males, um, better patient resources for males, um, better, I think, counseling and support to help men deal with what traditionally has been seen as a disease that afflicts women um, across the globe, and not necessarily men. Although, if you've experienced it as a male as I have, um, then you know that, that, as I said, we're not we're not immune, and it's out there. And you shouldn't feel stigmatized if you feel a lump in your breast. You f- shouldn't mm-hmm. feel stigmatized if you get a diagnosis, because the most important thing you can do is to get with your primary care physician, and uh, and get into treatment and get into uh, whatever therapeutic options your physician recommends for you at the time, because one of the best ways to actually be able to survive breast cancer is for early detection and diagnosis. And we can only do that if we increase our awareness and we remove the stigma and we're willing to step into it, um, you know, as men and say, this is something that can affect us. Yes, absolutely. And like you spoke about as
2: well, Rob, Early detection is extremely important. Check yourself, check yourself. Rob sitting here right now, a man that dealt with breast cancer. You know, gave himself a feel, checked herself, felt a lump, and immediately went and saw a doctor about it. I advise everyone that is listening to check yourself, and like Rob said as well, early detection is extremely important. And again, we're speaking with Rob Headquest, representative for the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Now, Rob, can you tell my audience? How they can get involved with the Susan G. Komen Foundation? How can they donate? Is are there is there somewhere they can go where they can also get information about what Susan G. Komen does and just the the, the things that they offer to the community?
3: Yeah, a- absolutely. So um, for all the all the savages and all the listeners that are out there, um, it's real easy. Go to Komen.org. That's komen with a K. K O M E N. dot org. That'll take you right to the Susan G. Komen. Um, foundation website and there are ways to there's a there's a button on there where you can donate um, you can look up events that may be happening in your local area if um, you need support and resources there's a 1-800 number and that number is 1-877-go-coman there's an email for a helpline um, in order to get support and resources and you know one of the things that Susan G. Coleman does not only provides financial assistance for those that may have breast cancer, but it also provides information and resources. So the best way to get in touch with Coleman is to go to the website, Coleman.org. Coleman with a K, K-O-M-E-N.org.
2: Listen, Rob, I want to thank you for all the information that you've given us, not only about your situation and what you've gone through. Uh, you're such a strong man. You're able to fight and push through it, but also giving us information about the Susan G. Komen Foundation as well and some of the things that they offer to the community. Now we've had that discussion. I want to I want to turn a little bit and I want to talk to you about some <laughs> football. All right. <laughs> now listen, for those, right, those do let's go. It, but here.
3: before we do that, I want to thank you for your support of the of <laughs> Susan G. Komen and your support um, in fight against breast cancer. It's, it's so, so important to, to have people actively involved in this fight, and uh, thank you so much, Joe, for that. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You're more than welcome. I'm all about it. I want every, education to be out there. I want awareness out there, and I want a, us to do every single thing we can to eradicate breast cancer and cancer in general, well, definitely breast cancer, because it's touched my family absolutely. and those that I love as well. But uh, as we talk about football here, Rob, now everyone knows, Okay, I'm a SC guy through and through. We do that over here.
3: Okay, we fight, are on, no Joe, fight on, Joe. Fight on, fight on, Joe.
4: Fight on.
2: Okay, fight <laughs> on. Y'all know what time it is. Okay, it is what it is. The best things in the world come out of USC. All right, everyone knows that. I also love the New York Jets. As you 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 know, you're here as a Jets show. Yeah. Right?
4: Yeah, now, yeah, you're an FC right.
2: guy yeah. as well, okay, for those of y'all that don't know, that's why he's brilliant. You hear him, right? He's an educated man. He's a well-studied man. You could tell that he is a scholar and a gentleman, okay? Not only was Rob... Uh, Joe, athlete. that's
3: awful, awful nice of you to say. I'm just a knuckle <laughs> dragger, man, but thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We're, listen, you're, you've
2: got that Trojan blood. You're far more than a knuckle dragger. Yeah, I listen do. Listen here.
3: Thank you, brother. Not
2: only, not only was Rob an athlete, but we know that he follows the Jets, and he loves Elijah Vera Tucker as well, the same way that I do. Rob, can you break oh, yeah. down to everyone, what you did at SC, and can you also tell us about your love for Elijah Vera Tucker and what he's doing here with the New York Jets?
3: Yeah, so my so my experience at, uh, at USC was, um, you know, I was a member of the, the team from 79 through 84, and, and I was actually an offensive lineman. Um, I was a center. And so, um, you know, I have a love of, of, obviously, of all things, of linemen. And uh, Elijah is an amazing, an amazing player for the Jets. And uh, uh, just, I mean, solid through and through and through. Yeah. Listen,
2: I'm telling you, we've moved him from left guard to right guard. Yep. He's played left tackle. Now he's playing right tackle for us. Boy, oh yep. boy, I can't wait, man. I can That guy's unbelievable. And I'm just saying, look, it, it, Rob. It, it, Rob's trying to be. Not a lot of you know, guys trying can to do be, that.
3: Not a lot of guys can do that. Long Beach, Joe, you know that, right? Not a lot of guys that, have that kind that, of talent. That's a fact. But, again,
2: we know if you go to SC, everything's going to work out,
3: okay? Everything's going to work
1: out. You've seen it time and time again.
2: That's what we do. Exactly. we produce great. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So, listen, Rob, before I let you go, it's been phenomenal speaking with you. Again, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story, also sharing the message about Sue G. Coleman and everything they do and what they bring to the table. Can you please give my audience, again, a way that they can donate, a way that they can get involved, and also get information about breast cancer and the Susie G. Coleman Foundation.
3: Absolutely, 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 Joe. So once again, the, the, the best way to get involved, is, first of all, is to, is to click through your, through, through your link um, on your show with, mm-hmm. with the fundraiser that you're doing. That's an immediate way to get involved. The other way to get involved is just simply go to Coleman.org. That's Coleman with a K dot org. Just go to the website. You can look up different events that may be happening in your area. You can make a donation to the Susan G. Komen Foundation right there. And, uh, you know, this is a battle that we all need to be engaged in. This is a battle that we all need to join hands, when and, and fight against in order to win. And uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, Joe, for, for you bringing me on your show. Um, I do have to give – I know this is going to be painful, but i got to give it anyways. i got to give a shout-out to uh, – to the to the Seahawks, I'm here in Seattle, and and uh, you know uh, they're they're true and near and dear to my heart. But I got to give a <laughs> shout out for the Hawks and uh, go Jets go this weekend. I'm I'm pulling for the Jets. You, you know this is a crucial game this weekend, and and yep. uh, you know lo- love love to love to see him walk away with a win this weekend. So it'd be great. Absolutely, listen,
2: Rob. It was phenomenal speaking with you. You have yourself a good night, my friend.
3: You do the same, Joe. Thanks very much. And uh, once again, really um, honored to be on your show today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Listen,
2: that was Rob Headquest, representative for the Sue G. Comer Foundation coming on and sharing some great information. Again, for everyone that, you know, may not know, the link is in the description is also in the chat as well. I'm wearing pink. I'm all about- salute, uh, supporting the Suzy G Komen Foundation and doing whatever we can to fight against breast cancer, I'm trying to raise a couple a couple dollars you know going in there G. Komen Foundation there's a link again is in the chat. you click that. all of that money goes directly to the Suzy G. Komen Foundation uh so anything that you can give a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, anything is greatly appreciated, all right, you know. Maybe give a you know a dollar, maybe skip out on a coffee for one day, boom, you've done what you can. We must do whatever we can to eradicate this awful disease. All right. And again, I want to thank Rob Headquest for coming on the program and spreading his knowledge and also his fight uh, against breast cancer and you know just being a Trojan. Okay. Listen, that's more than enough. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do over here. So. Now we're gonna go get back to some uh, some Jets football here, and we're going straight to the lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in, callers. I see you. Hold on, we're gonna to get to everybody. All right, we're coming directly to the lines. Listen, there's been some things going on. I'm gonna cover it very quickly because I want to talk directly to the people. Eight one six. Prepare yourself because we coming to you. Then nine seven three Dwayne. Other new callers as well be getting to y'all immediately. All right, Rodney Harrison decided to rip Zach Wilson live on TV after the Sunday night robbery the Sunday night robbery by the Kansas City Chiefs whoa whoa referees they robbed us live on national tv in front of everybody and taylor swift <laughs> over and over and over again yeah so after we got robbed rodney harrison steps on uh, you know a program they were doing the after game and He was sitting there with Chris Jones and was talking crazy, Uh, tried to bait Chris Jones, uh, the great defensive lineman of the Kansas City Chiefs, to disrespect Zach Wilson. He did not play that game. Chris Jones was very professional. Salutes and respect to him. Hats off to him. That's a dang good player in this league. He's a dang good player, I will say that. The guy's phenomenal. But uh, he kept himself very professional. Uh, Rodney Harrison definitely took shots. And, you know, he's a former Patriot. It was disgusting and unprofessional. I'm not shocked, though. Because former Patriots do that all the time with the New York Jets. They take shots. Teddy Bruschi used to do the same thing with ESPN. So people called him out. Micah Parsons called him out. There were other guys as well. Even Rich Gannon, who's another great, you know, came out and said, hey, I'm tired of hearing these analysts, you know, former NFL players turn analysts, you know, get on TV and start talking crazy about current guys. So we'll be discussing that tonight as well. Of course, we got the Jets coming up with the Broncos. Man, (laughs) it's going to be a crazy game. We know Sean Payton talked about the New York Jets wild in the off season talked about coach hackett wild in the off season sulla he talked about the team had a lot of disrespectful comments it's going to be very interesting to see if the new york jets are going to be very prepared and focused going into this game that's one of the things i want to see can robert sulla get this team turned around focus on the denver broncos focus on going in the road into their stadium and getting the w after being robbed and an emotional loss can he regain composure of this football team and get him headed in the right direction also need to see if Zach Wilson can put together a back, back-to-back performance, okay? A solid back-to-back performance, I need to know. Bronco's defense is trash. I'm talking trash, okay? Like 32nd against the run, 30th against the pass. They do have Patrick Sertan, in the second, though. He's a good corner. But uh, let me tell you something. Garrett Wilson, Lazard, Nicole Hartman, who should be utilized more, should be having a field day out there. Brees Hall is off the pitch count as well. Robert Sulla talked about that. They're going to let him run wild. He's been looking amazing. Also need to see what's going on with this Jets defense too. Again, we're gonna be missing DJ Reed. He's out due to concussion. Uh we're also missing Eccles as well. So we got two corners out. One of one of them being our starting corner. It's gonna be very interesting to see who they put on the other side of sauce. Could it be Michael Carter the second? He's more of a slot guy, right? Could we be going back to Bryce Hall, going on being out the outside? Anybody remember Bryce Hall? <laughs> He was one of the guys that we were excited about, and we thought he was going to be our starting corner for years to come. And then Sauce and Reed showed up, and then all of a sudden he was getting benched, and then he was deactivated, and then he kind of, you know, faded away. Maybe he's a guy that they put back over there. But best belief that whoever is going to be on that other side of Sauce, they're going to target for sure. Because, uh, you know, this wide receiver quarter, Broncos, a serious business. Jerry, Judy, Sutton, Mims, those are some good guys. We also got to get some pass rush on those guys as well. I want to see if our pass rush is going to be able to get after Russell Wilson. You get after Russell Wilson is going to turn into turnovers. Let's be serious. All right. And also Russ can still run now. Don't get it confused. Don't get it fooled. Russ can still run. He's not Russ of early 20s, but he can still run. Okay. He can still move. Also, we're getting Tony Adams back as well. So he's going to, you know, return to the lineup after dealing with injuries. There's been a lot of talks and things moving and shaking along the offense as well. Offensive line. Sellers talked to ATV about staying at right tackle. That's going to be very interesting. You know, see things moving and shaking out there. Also, there were some trades around the league as well. Chase Claypool traded to the Dolphins. We saw Randy Gregory get traded to the Niners. So we'll, you know, have a little discussion about that on the back end. But I got to get to these callers, man. I wanted to cover that really quickly just so we can set it up, frame the uh, discussion. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Again, 515-602-9639, 515 602 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, I support the Suzy Coleman Foundation. Hit that link in the chat and give if you can. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, the link to the super chat is up there. If you want to give to the platform, please do. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen as well. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. For those of you that are new callers, I only have, you know, like two rules. One, don't scream over me. Okay, I don't like that. Two, don't curse on my platform. Okay, this is YouTube. Be very careful. This is YouTube. Don't come on my show cursing. I'll get you out of there fast. I'm talking fast, all right? Faster than we got rid of Jamal That was fast. He's gone. We ain't got to deal with him. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to deal with him. So now we get into these lines, 515 515 515- 602 is the number. Caller I'm going to, area code 816. 816, I'm coming directly to you. 816, give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on what Rodney Harrison had to say about Zach Wilson. Called him garbage on the after show, bashed him. How are you feeling about that, man? Hello, Joe, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. All right, I'm, my name is Kevin. I'm from, uh, I am a New York Jets fan since 1982. Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay, wow. Salutes to you. All right, give me your thoughts,
2: man. Uh, you you go way back. You got Rodney Harrison. Me and you know, former Patriot. You know, they they have a way of uh, trying to, you know, disrespect us every chance they get. He called Zach Wilson garbage. You know, with, with Chris Jones up there after Zach played extremely well against the Chiefs. What are your thoughts about his unprofessionalism and disrespect of Zach Wilson?
0: I I think that to encapsulate everything, uh, let's be honest. Uh, about a week ago, I, I had given up on Zach Wilson. I, I thought that he should never start for the Jets again, and I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of Jets fans that way. Oh let's be honest. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing is we were hoping that the Jets would be competitive, but I think a lot of us thought that the Chiefs was gonna the Chiefs were gonna blow the Jets out on Monday night. Um, after the first quarter, it looked to me like the Jets had quit after that, going down 17 to nothing, and then for whatever reason, the light just seemed to go on for Zach Wilson, and he played not like a number two pick but like a number one pick. Now, was his play mm-hmm. perfect? No. What I get through, and I know the fumble cost the Jets the game and all that, but in the mm-hmm. big picture when you do what happened with Rodney Harrison, with Chris Jones, and also what Micah Parsons sticking up for Zach Wilson as well. Let's, let's take that into account. What Zach Wilson yeah. did last Sunday night was he gained the respect of his peers. When your opponents are showing you the respect and sticking up for you the way Chris Jones and Micah Parsons did, that can only help you in the future. That's what Zach Wilson did. He may not have had the respect of the fans of the media prior to Sunday night, but he gained the respect of his peers with his mm-hmm. performance. Understand, it's New York City, so the pressure to play in New York is way higher than Kansas City. This is not the North Dakota Jets. This is the New York Jets. It's a different, it's a different no. ball game out in New York. Okay, so Zach Wilson mm-hmm. earned the respect of his teammates, of his opponent, and of his peers. So getting that respect Mm -hmm. is more important than having the respect of the fans, the casual fans and social media and things like that. That's what Zach Wilson was able to accomplish. And I think that he's going to take that into Denver. And Mm -hmm. with everything that Sean Payton said about uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett Mm -hmm. is really going to open up that playbook against Mm -hmm. that starry defense that Denver has. And I really Mm -hmm. think that the New York Times do a number this weekend on the Denver Broncos. And I think finally, even with D.J. Reed being out and everything, I think this time the defense shows up because they're under a lot of pressure because they tend to start slow. All this mm-hmm. 85 there. Hold, so- hold, you- yeah, hold, yeah. on, hold on a
2: second, Kevin, because I want, I want to hear from you and I want to have this discussion. Now, listen, I hear what you're saying about him earning the respect of uh, just going back to Zach Wilson and being disrespected by Rodney Harrison. I understand you're saying he earned the respect of, you know, guys around the league with his play. But I think – More importantly, out of that whole situation was him gaining the confidence. I think even after the game, when it was like a – I don't know who was mic'd up, or maybe it was that they were really close. But you heard Patrick Mahomes walk up to Zach Wilson and tell him, bro, you have the talent. You should ball out like that every game. I don't think that anybody doesn't think that Zach Wilson together and go out there and play like this, because he has all the physical talents to do so. Zach Wilson can make every throw on the field he can he physically can do that he has the arm it's always been the upstairs stuff and it's always been the confidence part right and so what i saw in that game against the chiefs was i saw zach wilson especially after that safety be able to turn it on and just play free we also saw the playbook change a little bit too a lot of a lot of pass actions things getting him moving outside the pocket and that got him into a rhythm and got him some momentum which then we saw also translating to him being able to make plays within the pocket. That's big because if you can't make plays in the pocket in this league, you're, you're going to have big-time issues. It, they can't, you can't just draw up everything to go out. You cannot do that. Draw up everything to go outside and have a fun and gun offense. You can't do that. You have to make plays Correct. within the pocket, and I saw Zach Wilson do that. So I think that that was the big thing. Now, of course, like you said, Micah Parsons coming out and talk, They They know, okay, it's really, really tough. Um, you know, like Michael was talking about. And even Taylor Luan, there's multiple guys. That, it's it's tough to play quarterback in this league, but a lot of people know that he's a guy that's gaining momentum. And, you know, I'm I'm keeping it real. Everybody knows. I'm a Zach guy, but I also kept it realistic. When he was playing bad, I was the first guy to come up here and say, whoo, he's terrible, okay? And he was playing terrible. Yes. But you're starting to see some things click, and you're starting to see some will start to turn. And if he can keep this momentum and put together a good back-to-back game – I think that will be big for him, continuing to push forward to possibly at some point really be that guy to step in and take control of this franchise. And that brings me to the next question for you, because you started to talk about this upcoming Broncos game. We saw Nathaniel Hackett really open up the playbook. Do you think he'll continue to open up the playbook going into Denver? You know, they're going on the road. Do you think he will continue to go out there and try to put the ball down the field with Zach Wilson, and not get too conservative like we've seen in the past?
0: Absolutely. After what Sean Payton said to him about uh, Nathaniel Hackett, whether it's true or not, that's a whole other – that's in the past. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, this tip on his shoulder. He's going to be, like, yeah, I got a – okay, Sean, I got a couple of plays for you. And, you know, the guys are galvanized behind their coach. Like Aaron Rodgers said, that's my coach, even though Aaron Rodgers is not playing. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, I think – the really going to do a number on the Denver Broncos. They are, going to, they are going, to, they're going to wax the Broncos. I'm going to put it to you like that this weekend.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Now my next question for you, okay, now
2: you look at the situation, there's been a lot of talk about Brees Hall, right? Brees Hall is now off the pitch count, okay? He's been looking phenomenal. What are your expectations for him going up against his Broncos defense? Do you think we will continue to feed him and give him the football?
4: Yes,
0: I think that Brees Hall is going to get at least 15 to 20 carries. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's where he got hurt last year, in Denver. Mm-hmm. So, he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder for going back over there because that's where he mm-hmm. got hit he tore his ACL. So, I'm looking at 15 to 20 carries and uh, probably 100 yards rushing. Oh. Okay.
2: That's, that's good. That's mm-hmm.
0: good right there. Now, going yes, over sir. to the defense,
3: I got to
2: ask you this, man. DJ Reed is out. We also got, you know uh, – uh, uh, Brandon Echols is out as well, but again, D.J. Reed is a guy that's a starter. Who do you think they put at that number two cornerback spot? Is it Michael Carter II? Do you have another
0: name that maybe we can throw over in a minute?
2: Who do you think is going to be that number two quarterback cornerback going
0: into this game? Uh, I think it's going to be Michael Carter II. Uh, from what I've seen okay. the last couple of years, he, he makes plays. Wow. And I quite, Even though I like uh, Bryce Hall, uh, Michael Carter makes more plays than Bryce Hall does. Okay, okay, so
2: you, you want to see Michael, so you willing to move him from the slot outside to number two. I'm guessing whoever, I guess Bryce Hall is going to have to get in that slot if that happens as well. All right, I respect that. So my final question before I let you go, Kevin, you're you're bringing the heat, man. Give me your final score prediction, man.
0: Jets, Broncos, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? Uh, I Like I said, I think the offense opens up the playbook. I think the defense – even though Russell Wilson, you know, is playing better, I think with all the pressure the defense has been experiencing, as far as all oh, you guys keep starting slow, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's Jets in the big picture. I think the defense tightens it up despite the injuries. I'm gonna go New mm-hmm. York Jets 41, Denver Broncos 10. Who care kind of talking that. <laughs>
2: Listen, Kevin. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You got some great takes, my friend. Thank you, sir. I'll be uh, I'll be coming back
0: around here. Love your show, man. You you do such a great Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much. You have yourself a good one.
0: Woo! Look, man. Lines is hot. Kevin
2: started off started off hot out the gate. We're gonna keep going. Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in, also savages in the chat.
1: Please put
2: your questions in the chat. I will come to y'all in between calls. Okay. Keep in mind, I'm only one man, but I will get to y'all. All right. Listen, we got a lot of things moving and shaking. Salute to Jack Kenna in the chat. <laughs> Jack Kenna says, "LBJ would the Jets consider trading for Jimmy G?" Oh my goodness, Jack, you're trying to dump some trash on it. <laughs> Don't even try that, Jack, all right? I got love for you, you know, but don't even try that. No. <laughs> We're good, all right? <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're good, all right? see seeing what's going on with Zach Wilson. We'll figure out what's going on with A-Rod. Hopefully, he'll be able to return. I know people trying to say he's coming back this season. I don't know, all right? But I'm definitely thinking he's going to be here next season, all right? That's what I'm excited for. No, I'm good. We don't need to trade for Jimmy G. All right? I'm good. But I thank you. I thank you for the offer. Okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next! We're going to area code 973. 973, we're coming directly to you. Dwayne will come to you after. 9-7-3, 9-7-3, salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, been a lot of things moving and shaking. We saw Zach Wilson come out and have a great game against the Chiefs. Are you expecting a solid back-to-back performance? Are you expecting him to go out against this Broncos defense and really show us that he can go out there and put things together?
4: Absolutely. With, I mean, with Denver's defense, as bad as it is, I mean, I think it's a perfect uh, time for uh, Zach to get a, you know, a double, um, a double performance. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if he can't beat this team, you know, I think then, you know, his reputation is shot. You know, you've know, got to be careful. You know, go, Of course, you know, we're not that great against West Coast teams, but I think, you know, with uh, Denver being, you know, what they are this season so far, I think the Jets and eh, Wilson have a legitimate shot.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's possible he, yeah. he could have back-to-back good games. I mean, he's gotten better since, you know, the season first started, even though we lost last week. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, yeah. kind of surprised. I mean, you were down seventeen, nothing to start the game, and you figure you had no chance. But then uh, they just stepped up in the second half. But it just, you know, we just got a little bit too far behind to catch up.
2: Yeah. Now, now you're talking about this this Broncos defense and it not being very good. Again, I think a big factor in Zach having a solid performance this upcoming game is going to be, you know, what the offense game offensive game plan looks like, right? I'm looking to see mm-hmm. if Nathaniel Hackett is going to be aggressive and continue to push the ball down the field. Do you think that that will be the game plan going up against the Broncos, or do you fear that Nathaniel Hackett could try to be a bit more conservative like we've seen in the past to kind of protect Zach mm. Wilson a little bit?
4: I mean, the problem with the YouTube too concerned, that's going to, I think, uh, do him more harm than good. And in that case, mm. Hackett won't be able to hack it. Oh, yeah. sorry I said that. But you get the idea. No, you can't. You can't be too conservative, especially the way we are now at one and three. We got. We got to be more aggressive if we're going to start winning games and moving up in the uh, in the division. Otherwise, it's going to be a, going to be another uh, going to be the making of a long raid for the rest of the season. So we have to be more aggressive. Hackett needs to step up with that.
5: Mm,
2: yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping yeah. that again. The, the, we saw the game plan that he put together for the Chiefs, especially with Zach Wilson, was phenomenal. And another thing that I thought that a lot of people aren't talking about as well is the tight end usage that we saw against the Chiefs. I want to see that continue throughout the rest of the season as well. Getting three of those guys on the field, C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin, Jeremy Rucker, provided a lot of help out there for Zach. Get those big bodies out there, especially in the red zone. Go out there and handle business with those two guys. We got three legitimate threats to tie let in. Let's, let's have those guys go out there and work. Now, my question for you, my friend, is Brees Hall, man, he's going to be unleashed. They've talked about it. Sulla said he's off the pitch count, man. How many yards are you expecting Brees Hall to have against the Broncos?
4: Mm. Well, like I said, with being um, as bad as that defense is, I think we to see a friggin' of of um, – Yards, maybe like about mm, 110.
2: Mm, okay, 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 110. That's I could see that, especially with the way that he's been looking and the way that he's been running. Like, Brees has looked yeah. unbelievable, man. Ever since he's came back, it's crazy. It's like he, did, he doesn't even have the ACL injury. He looked like he never really had no problems whatsoever. Like, it's wild. Ever since the offseason, no ever since he's been cleared when he was out there Dude, it looks like nothing's wrong with this guy. Nothing. I mean, it's pretty wild. Now, as we continue to yeah. talk about you know, game plans and all these things as well, we talk about Sella. We know that the New York Jets are coming off a very emotional loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think that Sella will be able to get everybody's heads on straight and get them focused so that they'll understand, hey, we need to leave the past in the past. Let's continue to move forward and focus on the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos solely, especially with all the trash talk surrounding this game as well for Sean Payton and his comments. Do you oh, think yeah. Sulla will be able to settle the guys and have them fully focused and invested in beating the Denver Broncos?
4: Well, that's your job as coach but you have to get focused on that. You know, don't worry yeah. about the, what the trash talk of what was said last week's game. Okay, that's over with. Now you got to concentrate on this game because this, I believe, was a winnable game for the Jets. And, you know, and they need it. So, you know, forget what happened last week. Forget about the trash talk you heard. That's even more That's even worse than what Namath did last week. So just forget about that and go out there and win this game because I truly believe that, you know, this is one game that you cannot afford to lose. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's going to be rough. We're going to see because it's going to be a tough one. My final question for you, man, DJ Reed is out along with Brandon Eccles. You know, those are two Uh hits to our secondary. Who do you think they end up putting on the other side of sauce with DJ Reed having to sit down because of the concussion protocol? Who do you think ends up being that number two corner? Michael Carter II, Bryce Hall, who do you think gets put on the outside?
4: I think I'll take my chances with Hall.
2: Crazy. A lot of people, and and the caller earlier, I believe it was Kevin, was talking about Michael Carter II, and I get it, Michael Carter II. Phenomenal. But, again, in my mind, he's more of a slot guy, right? I mean, you can put him out there, but he's more of a slot guy. And I think a lot of people, you know, are kind of – sleeping or maybe have forgotten about Bryce Hall, who looked solid on yeah. the outside for quite a while. He was the guy we thought were, was really going to be our number one corner at one time, and then that kind of got shaken up with, again, you know, uh, a sauce being brought in and Reed, you know, coming into the building as well, but I could see them putting uh, Bryce Hall out there because he has some experience on the outside there at corner. So, yeah, listen, before I let you go, my friend, give me your final score prediction. Jets, Broncos. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up?
4: Jets thirty-five, Broncos
2: seven. Ooh! Well, thank you for calling in, man. Whoa! Yeah, Jets thirty-five, Broncos seven. People are confident, man. People are confident, and they are calling it. I don't think I've had anyone tonight say that the New York Jets will not get a W tonight, or get a W against the Broncos, excuse me. Whoa. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. Everybody's feeling good. Everybody's feeling confident. And you know why I think people are feeling so good and feeling so confident? It's because the play of Zach Wilson. I think that that has really lit up a lot of people's outlook on the season. If he can go out there and just play solidly, Go out there and just do what he needs to do. Put the ball in the hands of guys in space. Allow them to go and make plays. Man,
3: we're going to have a day,
2: man. We're going to have a day. Salutes to Dakota in the chat. Savage. Dakota says, love you all in here for Jets Media. Salutes and respect. Thank you so much, man. Jack Kenny as well says, I love great football chat. LBJ brings the fire. I appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep coming to the chat in a second. I'll see the questions. I'll get to y'all. All right, GVH, I'll see you in the building. Salutes. I'll come to you guys in a second, but I got to get back to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 602 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next. I got to go to Dwayne, man. I got to go to Dwayne. Salutes and respect to Dwayne. For those of you that do not know, Dwayne, he's a savage. man. <laughs> my friend it's always good to hear from you
5: yo (laughs) what happened
4: what
5: What happened what was that guy i was watching on sunday night who was that guy man
2: duane i tell you listen zach wilson stepped up i want to talk about that with you all right but i also want to talk about the disrespect from rodney Harrison, harrison man Rodney Harrison called him garbage. <laughs> talked about talked about him crazy with Chris Jones. Tried to bait Chris Jones into talking crazy too. Give me your thoughts about the disrespect that you heard from Rodney Harrison about Zach Wilson, and also you got players coming out and defending Zach Wilson too. What are your thoughts?
5: You know, I, I, I've never heard. Let me think a little bit. I, I don't. And I was thinking about this. I, I don't think I've ever heard a professional. TV personality sports analysts call an NFL player garbage. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't think I've ever heard those words come out. I've heard critiques, and I've Mm -hmm. heard them leave leeway for them to be wrong. Even the most stubborn, Skip Bayless-type person, I've heard them leave leeway, even people they hated to leave leeway just in case they're wrong to say well yeah i was wrong but such and such and the man called them garbage and it could, it can't help i can't help but to believe that this is more of an example of a classless organization in the new england patriots uh that mm. always try to promote that they're the class of the nfl but they're more the classless of the nfl you can't call yourself the class of the NFL, and, and, and you're cheating since mm. your first Super Bowl. You know, this shows you what kind of organization we're talking about here. Um, Ooh. Rodney Harrison was a dirty player. You know, Tom mm. Brady was, was, was money laundering. This is the guy. That's who they represent. Whoa, that's who Rodney Harrison allegedly, represents, isn't it? Allegedly, that's, allegedly, hold
2: on. Hold on, Dwayne. Hold on. We'll slow down, okay? I don't need those people knocking at my door, allegedly, okay? And what he's saying about Tom Brady is all alleged, all right? Okay. Continue on, Dwayne. Slow down. Be careful, okay? Be careful. Go ahead. Whoa.
5: All right. uh, listen, I'm just saying because, you know, so you you think you're doing this altruistic behavior, taking a pay cut. Next thing you know, he has a nail salon. What was it? Whatever his business was that he had.
2: Slow down. On his, Slow down. Slow down. Allegedly, I'm just saying. Down. Okay, I'm just saying
5: so so this is the type of organization we're talking about. So Rodney Harrison does it doesn't surprise me. Like you're saying, Teddy Bruchy was this was just the same thing, trying to pretend to be neutral and you're you're, you're living a different life now and they haven't changed at all. Same class yeah. organization they've always been and they will always mm-hmm. be because their head coach, you know, is is a creep. And, mm. you know, he has some ties to the, the NFL commissioner that you wouldn't think mm. somebody that cheated his way to a couple championships would have. I'm just going to leave <laughs> it right there because we're talking about the Jets. So, uh, yeah, okay. that, that's who he represents. That's who he
2: represents. No, you listen, listen, you know, I th- I thought it was a, a classless shot as well as Zach Wilson. I thought that it was unprofessional. As an analyst, your job is to analyze the game. Okay? That's what you go out there to do. You analyze the game. If he would have came out there and said, hey, you know, Zach Wilson is not on the tier of, you know, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, or, I would have said, okay, yeah. Because that's true. He's not on their tier, right, as far as what we've seen from him so far. But to go out there and just completely destroy this guy and call him garbage and say all these things when he's just coming off of a game, which I personally believe is the best game I've seen Zach Wilson play since he's been here. Because not only from what we saw from the throws, but from the moment, right, how big that game was. Sunday night, national TV in front of everybody against the, the team that the Super Bowl goes through. They're Super Bowl champions as well. And the Super Bowl, the path to the Super Bowl runs through them. And you have a quarterback, which Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest already, right? He's one of those guys. We know that already. And uh, you outduel him, you beat him, and then you put up a great performance with everything on the line, right? on the biggest stage. He's coming off of that game and you decide to bash him and not talk about that. You talk about him being trash, you know. So I just thought that that was wild and wildly unprofessional. I'm glad, guys, class act like Micah Parsons, who I think is a phenomenal player in this league. He's unbelievable. Um, He came out and had some great words as well. Chris Jones as well was very professional. Salutes again to him and respect to him. And other guys came out too, Taylor Luan, uh, Rich Gannon. There were so many people that came out and was just like, "Come on, that's just unnecessary." So, as we continue to talk about this game, right? <laughs> we move on from Rodney Harrison. We got to deal with Sean Payton. We know he he was talking crazy about the New York Jets as well. Talk crazy about Aaron Rodgers. Talk crazy about the Jets, how they were acquiring players. Talk crazy about Coach Hackett. Talk crazy about Sulla as well. As we move forward, we're coming off of a very emotional loss against the Chief, right, where we felt like, or not even felt, we were robbed, okay? Are you concerned that Coach Sella won't be able to get this team completely focused and get their heads on straight to get into this stadium and focus solely on beating the Denver Broncos? Are you concerned that he won't be able to get this team ready to go on the road, right, go on the road and go to Denver and take care of business? Is that a concern for you?
5: I think, I think their focus is going to be determined on the type of confidence that they have in themselves and in their game plan. Um, what we saw last week should be building their confidence. They That's the Super Bowl champions. That, that was Kansas City that you held to 23. And, and one, you know, one flaw on your 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 long run by by Bryce Hall, and then one Brees Hall, I'm sorry, one missed kick, one dropped catch, was kind of the difference between you beating last year's champs being two and two, right now. Looking at the future, like okay, we just beat Kansas City. Why can't we beat the Eagles? That's where you are, right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, of course, Denver has some kind of. It's in your mind, of course, because there's a the trash talking, of course, yeah. But you should be looking at Kansas City, in a sense of your measuring stick, more than you looking at the Broncos. You know that that trash talk, I get it. But um, we should be going back, and we should be focused on look, look what Zach just did. And I think that's what everybody's looking at. Like, look at Zach just did. Can we repeat that? I don't care. I don't care the outcome. Just repeat what yeah. we did for the rest of the season. Can we repeat that? The the, the play yeah. actions, the movement and the, and the motion and the flu flickers. Mm-hmm. I think that's more on their mind because now they're looking like, yo, if we do that, we have a chance to beat almost anybody the rest of this yeah. year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's their focus.
2: No, listen, and
5: you're talking facts and that leads me
2: to, you know, my next direction of discussion with you. You're talking a little bit about, Hey, uh, are we going to continue to go out there and open up the playbook for Zach Wilson? And that's one of the things I'm going to, I'm very interested in seeing. Okay. Because up until this point, especially before the Kansas city Chiefs, they were very conservative with Zach. You know, we saw, they were calling a lot of plays and guys were open, but it was a lot of, lot of plays where it was about protecting Zach Wilson from himself. You know, a lot of throws where it's like, Hey, just hit the check down and, and let that be what it may. Don't try to do something crazy. Don't go out there and try to, you know, push the ball down the field. Just take the throws that are there. Don't do nothing crazy. And I felt like they kind of opened up the playbook a lot more against the Kansas City Chiefs, and we saw him execute, like you said as well, play actions, a lot of things to get him outside the pocket. And that, that opening of the playbook really helped him perform in a way that we, our eyes are just open to him now, right? Shine the light on what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Do you think we'll be able to see a repeat performance from Zach Wilson in this upcoming game? And are you concerned, right? Are you concerned that they will try to throttle down on him a little bit and maybe go back to being a little bit more conservative instead of just letting him play free like we saw against the Chiefs?
5: It's, it's a coincidence because short, before that Kansas City game and shortly after our call, our last call,
4: Mm-hmm. And I was a little
5: harsh on Zach, and I I went back and I said, let me. I, I always watch Jets games, but I said, let me let me go back to to, to BYU, and see why Zach was so good at BYU. My, my idea was always, well, the offensive line was impenetrable, but it wasn't mm. just that. Sometimes it's your offensive line blocking. Sometimes you're play calling. So I'm looking at the way they're play calling and and they're, they're doing all these these motions and these play actions, these fakes. And it looked a little Dolphins-ish. It looked a little Kansas City-ish. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. The J- I don't know if the Jets have ever play called like this. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what Zach is missing. Believe it or not, the week before we went to that Kansas City game, I said, he needs to be in motion a little bit. I think we had this conversation before. Like, he needs to be, like, uh, you know, up, moving. You know what I'm saying? Using his yeah. skills. Yeah. And yeah. I think, not regardless of the play calling, but the – type of action play action movement itself is what makes Zach play better because Mm -hmm. he is very fleet of foot he's Mm -hmm. very agile he has a strong arm in small pockets sometimes and now he's learning a little bit of that that pocket navigation type stuff it's a good Mm -hmm. combination so I, that's why I think he has a future, right? Now, I hope they're not listening to the Jets fans because Jets fans can't make their mind up. One week they're, why are we running, run, 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 run <laughs> passing on third down? Now they're like, we need to run Brees Hall, man. Denver, Denver, he got injured, it's a revenge game. No, if he don't have revenge games, who cares? He got injured last year in the same game. No, do what you did with Zach. If, if Brees gets some runs, he gets some run. If he don't, he don't. The concern is yeah. Zach. How is Zach going to play off of Zach Wilson, okay. we can get yards from Brees Hall. I hope people understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's open the run game with Zach, not open the pass game mm-hmm. with Brees. You know what I'm saying? So okay. that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Every team is planning to is planning to play run defense against the Jets right now. That's everyone's plan. Let's not fall into that trap.
2: Yeah. No, listen, I hear you.
5: I, I would still hand the ball off
2: to Brees Hall. I think that that's our offensive identity, right? We're more of a ground-and-pound team. But Zach, if he starts hot and gets rolling early, especially again if they keep the playbook open and allow him to kind of flow freely, getting him outside the pocket, play actions and stuff like that, and a lot of that play action will work even more, even, even more better, even better. Excuse me. If you're running the football effectively, because now you have to respect the play action, because I might actually uh, hand this ball off to him. <laughs> I might actually do that, and if I do that, and you're not playing it, oh boy. You're going to get crushed. We've seen Brees. You know, Brees get to move, and he get off in that open field, and uh, he's tough to catch. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have some, some games where, you know, he, he could have took it to the house. You know what I'm saying? And all it's going to take is that that next thing to continue to turn, and we're going to see Brees again get back to being himself. And he's been looking phenomenal as well um, as he's, you know, just continuing to work and, and get and get better and better every single game. Now, you were talking about, you know, this defense, uh, this uh, Broncos defense is trash. Listen, Sertan's a great corner, but outside of him, I'm really not scared of any other guy that they have, especially in their secondary. And I'm looking around at myself, and I'm saying, man, Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazar should have a day. I'm serious. Even Miko Hartman. Miko Hartman, I feel like he's he's utilized the way he should, should just absolutely go off in this game. For you, when you look at a guy, let's let's just talk about Garrett Wilson, what kind of yards and, and how many catches, how many yards are you expecting out of him against this Denver Broncos team?
5: Well, I've been watching Broncos' um, podcast this week. I always watch mm-hmm. other teams' podcasts. Um, by the way, there are no Jets players in other teams' podcasts talking trash. I just want to point that out to anybody yeah. who's on, on these Jets forums that always see other teams coming and talk trash to us. For some reason, yeah. that's cool, but we don't do it back. Nonetheless, yes, yeah. they have a few defensive players that are coming back from injury. Now, their word mm-hmm. is they're coming fa- back from injury to practice, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit of a concern to me. I don't know if they're going to play this game, but they're coming back from injury to practice on defensive players. So I will say this: mm-hmm. if if Garrett Wilson wants yards, it's up to Garrett Wilson at this point. It's up to Garrett Wilson because if you mm-hmm. if you're not going to, you made amazing catches, Garrett. I get it, but if if you mm-hmm. stop falling and and dropping passes and all that stuff like that, you're going to have a lot more yards, right? I think Zach mm. is starting to give you that, that thing that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers said. You're the guy I'm going to give a couple more seconds, a couple more ticks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think Zach mm-hmm. is starting to learn that about Garrett. Like, I'm going to give you a couple more ticks. I'm not going to watch mm-hmm. you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn back to you. So he's that guy. And then Lazard, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lazard put, put, put a route on somebody. Two routes on somebody last game. He put a real route yeah. on somebody. it been a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the first one. So if he's playing like that, then we have a number two, six five, two hundred and twenty pound number two wide receiver. I didn't expect that mm-hmm. from him, even with the mon- amount of money we given him. So this should yeah. be some yards, especially if you just watched what 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 DJ Moore did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Against the rest, I know he wants some yards now. I know Garrett yeah. wants to show out now after he saw what another struggling quarterback who's upcoming from the 2020 draft did with his wide receiver. So I know Garrett wants some mm-hmm. yards for okay. that. Yeah. 100 at least. No, it has listen. to be he's going for that.
2: Yeah. I, I would think – I think that this is a game where he could break over 100 yards for sure. Um, and, again, Alan Lazard I think is going to be big. But Miko Hartman, for some reason, I feel like they're going to utilize him in this game. And I think he's going to have a day, man. I really want to see him get more snaps and be utilized a bit more. Now, as we go over to the defensive side of the ball for the New York Jets, my final question for you, DJ Reed's out, who do you think is going to be that number two starting cornerback over there? Do you think it's going to be Michael Carter the second? Do you think they move him from the slot and put him out there at that number two spot? Or do you think a guy like Bryce Hall can make an appearance over there at that number two spot? Who do you think it's going to be, man?
5: First and foremost, to to these Jets fans that that think that we're going to move Michael Carter to the corner, listen, I don't know what you think slot corner means. It's a specialty. (laughs) It's not you're the second-best corner on the team. You could be and be the slot corner, but it's a specialty. It's not something everyone can do. That's That's a very difficult position for a position that people think is like third string. That thing is basically a starter position. And it's very difficult. It's hard to guard somebody that can go either direction. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. even though it's a zone, even though it's a zone, I get that. So I think I think Bryce has had enough time uh, learning this, this this system. Everybody knows what his weakness is. That's what they're going to go for. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're going to go for his speed. You know that,
4: mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm.
5: say then they're going to put a speed guy on him. I think that's going to be the problem. Um, our, our safety is coming back So maybe that helps But they, I hope the Jets know They're going to put a speed guy on Bryce Bryce was mm-hmm. good year one I don't know what's going on But he needs to play that, that outside receiver You're only playing the number two receiver So hopefully mm-hmm. you can handle that And I believe he should I don't know why he would fall off You know year yeah. two He should have something in the tank Especially against no, I can't say especially because Russell has been bowling out but you know they're not yeah. the office the of juggernaut, you know. So yeah, yeah. should have some.
2: No, that, no. Listen, and I'm telling you, I know. I know. That there's a lot. of Jets fans say we're gonna blow these guys out and stuff. That Broncos wide receiver core with Judy and Sutton and Mims. That, that's a
5: good core, man.
2: That's a good
5: Sutton core. Somebody was something be. last year on 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 um on, on what's his name? What's that number one? On oh, Sauce. He almost gave us something yeah. on Sauce last year. Sutton is not a bad mm-hmm. wide receiver, and Judy no, he's Judy has routes. So yeah. I don't that, know why everybody that, thinks boy. this is a blowout. They they came back. This that, could this could be their turnaround like it's our turnaround. So I would not sleep on yeah. them. And I can hear the headlines boy, now. You, you it, it was all smoke and mirrors. The Jets they got blown out, or they got beat <laughs> by
2: Denver.
5: Oh, yeah. so I would I not, not sleep on that this boy, team at all.
2: Yeah, that boy Jerry Judy been routing people up since college and he was a technician a technician i remember listening to people and going back and forth because we were doing shows uh at that time and i remember people saying oh he's not that fast you know he he's just a great route runner i'm like dude that's literally what you have to be in this league to get open you have guys that are super fast they can't run routes and they can't get open if you can route it doesn't matter
5: how slow there's been
2: dirt slow guys in this league but they can route (laughs) and if they can run routes they're going to get open.
5: Trust. And then the Dede front ever has trouble with mobile quarterbacks, I'm not sleeping yeah. on this thing.
2: They, that's keep, what I'm going quarterbacks
5: with. Quarterbacks always run on us, always.
2: Yes. Let, let, let me give you one more before I let you go. Do you think this Jets pass rush is going to be able to get after Russell? I'm a little concerned because, again, I know this is not Russ, early 20s Russ, right? He's not doing mm. those some of those things. But Russ can still move. If you give him a lane, he'll take off. But I'm a little bit worried about our pass rush, who's been kind of up and down, right? Great against the oh, Bills, yeah. kind of non-existent against the uh, the Cowboys, really didn't see much as well against the Patriots. Then they showed up against the Chiefs and put some pressure on Mahomes. Do you think that this pass rush is going to be able to get after uh, Russell Wilson and make his day
4: tough? I
5: think I think this, there's a couple keys to this. I think we have to score. I think even when there's um, – when there's a coin flip, if we can get the ball first so we can get mm-hmm. the run going, so we can get the pass rush going before, you know, before we are down and have to play the run, that's our issue. We're always down. We Our defensive line always has to half play the rushing the rush, you know, the running game. That's one of our biggest problems, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know last year we had the same issue. It's just that last year we didn't realize we had a weakness in the running game. So we were just, run, you know, you know, trying to get the quarterback all the time until teams learn to play um, to, to play call against us. You know the, what the what the, yeah. the strategy. So it's changed. So we need that yeah. key. We need that key to try to score early. We need that key to uh, try to get the ball first. All of that stuff. But but we also have to realize something's up with Carl Lawson. Um, mm. We might need to get McDonald's. Yeah. some um, J-J, yeah. JJ needs to to play a little bit better. Uh, so that's our that's our issue our our other interior pass rusher i forget his name he's down you know so it, it's a, it's a different team this year and we and we have a different mm-hmm. game plan this year so we have to realize that and i hope Salah does cuz all our jets our jets coaches have been so stubborn about putting the right player in and stick, staying loyal to players who aren't productive dalvin cook yeah <laughs> dalvin cook so uh, i mean oh uh, yeah Here so we, go. we need to, <laughs> <laughs> need, to, need to play the right player. Right, you know,
2: for those of you that did not hear, uh, Dalvin Cook was mentioned. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit later. He's been looking a little slow. I ain't lying. I ain't no, lying. I, I, got cold, I, I got a cold. I oh, what you talking know, You know, hey, we all dealing with things, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Dalvin Cook on mine, he's been looking a little slow. All right. I'm just saying, like, yeah. he's been doing his thing. He's been – there's been a fumble. He's been looking a little slow. You know, we got to – Pick it up. Can we get the ball to Michael Carter a bit more? All right, listen, before I let you go, Dwayne, you've given us quite a uh, great take and a great call here. Give me your final score prediction. Jets, Broncos, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it
1: ends up?
5: I'm going to go – I'm going to go – I think there's a late comeback by Denver, but I think 31-23 Jets. Okay, okay. All right, thirty-one twenty-three, Jeff. Let's get it. Hey, hey, Joe. Before you go, I just want to give you a. um, It's it's a it's something we say in my country that I come from. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. a. It's to say goodbye. It's Izzy a anaconda. All right, take care. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you have a
2: good one, it was Great, See, your headset was perfect. I don't know if you was on your headset today, but it was stupendous. Okay, I want I want to thank you uh, for your sound. Your yeah. sound was amazing. You have yourself a good one, my friend. Listen, we're gonna keep getting to these lines Five one five six zero two nine. 515 602 is the number. Call in. Before we get to Chris, Chris, we're coming directly to you. GVH in the chat salutes Savage. GVH says, Joe, if you put on your coaching hat, can you name one player on offense and defense you want sat down in place for who? Thanks. That's a, that's a good question. Who do I want to see sat down? I'll start with offense first. <sighs> Listen. There, I could name two, okay? One of them, look, I like Dalvin Cook. I thought it was a solid acquisition for us. But he's looking – I just talked about it a second ago. He's looking a little slow, brother. Like, he's looking a little slow, okay? And I want to see Michael Carter get the ball more. I don't know why we're not giving the ball to Michael Carter more. I don't know what's going on. Listen, we unleashing Brees Hall. Let's unleash Michael Carter along with Brees Hall. We've seen what that tandem has been able to do in the past. Let's get the ball in the hands, more of Michael Carter. Let's push Dalvin Cook, you know, back a little bit more. Um, And another guy on offense that I want to see a bit more, Miko Hartman. I understand that Randall Cobb is a veteran. He's savvy. He knows the offense through and through. And he makes plays here and there. But there is no reason why that guy should be getting 44 snaps in a game and Miko should be getting next to nothing. Nicole brings an element of speed and just i'm telling you if you make a mistake with him it's an easy touchdown it can be just like that speed and explosion that type of stuff that he brings to the offense i want to see him a bit more defense i know there's been a lot of people talking about carl lawson i don't know what's going on maybe it's maybe it's still he's dealing with the back situation i don't know uh but he's been you know doing his thing i could see him maybe you know, taking a few snaps off to get McDonald into the building. I do want to see McDonald utilized more on defense. Um, but for me, especially early, um, Eccles for a minute was kind of annoying me, especially with the penalties and stuff. I wanted to see Hall a bit more. Uh, but the defense to me is is pretty set. They've been looking all right again. I know a lot of people talking about um, Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. There's something going on again. Maybe he's just Getting reacclimated, you know, he's been dealing with that back and, you know, feeling how things are, are kind of feeling out for him. So that was a great question there. GVH, again, Savages, please continue to put your questions into the chat. I will come to y'all, all right, in between calls. Keep in mind I'm only one man, all right? I'm only one man. 515 is the number. Call in. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, get, hit the thumbs-up button, all right? It's greatly appreciated wherever you're watching me from. Help the streams get out there. Share the streams across your social media with your friends and your family. Next! I'm going to Chris, man. I'm coming directly to Chris, and I know that Chris has some takes. I know that Chris has some takes, all right? For those of you that do not know Chris, he's a savvy. It's Friday night. Friday
4: night.
2: Happy Friday night, everyone. Salutes, Chris. Listen, man, (laughs) we're having quite a show, a lot of fire, all right? right. First, I want to start off with, uh, listen, we're going into the Broncos' house, man. We're coming off of a tough loss against the Chiefs. Are you concerned about Sella getting these guys ready, coming off an emotional loss against the Chiefs at home where we got robbed? Now you're going on the road. We're swinging West Coast. We know the Jets have had trouble in the past swinging West Coast. Are you concerned that Seller will won't have these guys ready and focused swinging West Coast going against the Broncos?
6: I think these guys will be focused. I think they uh they know what's what's at stake. So I think that uh this is like a kind of a even though you know there's been some uh improvements last week, I know that they they understand what's at stake. I think mm-hmm. they
2: know. Yeah. Nobody wants okay. to be one okay. of four. Yeah. No, and again, I think this is going to be – and I know people are saying that this is a – these guys are trash and so on and so forth, but I think that this is a game – you know, this is going to be quite a test because, again, you're swinging West right. Coast. We know the Jets historically have had troubles doing that. I remember uh, we'd go play the Raiders every so often, and there would be some problems. Right. And these are – we right. saw that with, with you know, Coach. we saw that with Rex Ryan. Rex was known for it. We would go on the road and get right. our doors blown off. You know, even after big right. wins – we go on the road somewhere and get our doors going on swing West Coast and get smacked. So we got to clean that up, and I think that this is going to be a test again after coming off such an emotional loss to the Chiefs, man. Right. Now my next question for you, right? We saw Zach Wilson really show up and show out,
3: and a lot yeah. of the talk
2: was not only on his performance against the Chiefs, right, how well he played, but also the play calling. What do you think right. they do this week? Do you think that they'll continue to open up the playbook, or are you concerned that Hackett will become – more conservative like we've seen in the past to maybe try to protect Zach from himself.
6: Well, I mean, like, like last week we talked about it. I mean, last week we, we called it. Like, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for this. But, you know, when you blitz the quarterback, you you, you got to throw these screens. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I said you better. I said it. You better I take said, your credit. I credit. said last week. I said mm-hmm. last week. When they start throwing screens, they start getting this guy out. of When you blitz the quarterback, like where's where's the screens when you mm-hmm. start blitzing the quarterback? When well, you have nine guys in the box, and then it opens mm-hmm. up the offense. Then he said, "Okay, we can't do that. We got to push back." Then the offensive line was able to block instead of blocking nine guys in the line. You're blocking seven, so you know you're blocking. You know you you can definitely hold it down. So now you're able to run yeah. offense. I mean, I mean yeah. that's I saw that at the end of the Patriots game. I mean, throw the screens. Mm-hmm. Throw it, throw it to your playmakers. Get them, get get them behind the, um, the, the. Uh, get them, get them out there. Let them do their thing. And they, uh, they bought the. I forget the kid's name uh, that ran the, ran the, the, the. Um, I'm sorry, ran the kickback on the first game. They got him into the game. They got uh, some Xavier playmakers in. Yeah, they Xavier got Gibson. Gibson in the game. They got some other guys that that have some speed in the game And you know what? I hope I'm hoping like you know, I like Dalvin Cook, but I'm hoping they get Izzy by the in the game. He's a home run hitter, man. And, and yeah. uh, you know, they got to get some guys in there that can make some plays, man. I was, you know, mm-hmm. you know Dalvin, I like Dalvin. I wanted to draft him. But, you know, he, if he's done, not showing anything in the next day, you got to activate Izzy. He's a playmaker. I mean, he's a guy yeah. that can take the ball from the house. He can take it to the house, yeah. man.
2: Yeah. No, listen, Chris. You, know, sure. you, 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 you got to screen. You know. That's why I told you, Chris. Uh, you better take your credit because you're on the LBJ show, trust we hold you accountable. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> when you're I said wrong, it. I said it last week with, when,
6: when, when <laughs> I saw it. I saw, I saw it at the game. I said, "Okay, this is what we
0: need." And I said, "I yes. looked at the
6: end of the Patriots game, and then you said, well, can they do that?' And you know, because you, you're going the defense is going to get tired and everything yes. else." And I said, "I said, yeah." I said you got mm-hmm. to fast up the pace for for Zach. He's he's one he mm-hmm. likes to play with his hair on fire. He likes to play with a lot yeah. of motion. He likes to play with it. Yeah. This this is the kind of like this is with his offense. This is why he plays. He likes to play in rhythm. Mm-hmm. fast. He likes to play with his hair on fire and like, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you operate that kind of offense, he can function. We got the you mm-hmm.
1: know. Like I said I.
6: I think I think he could be a uh, a decent uh you know quarterback. I'm not going to say he's going to be number 1. thing, but I, you know, he could be a great backup quarterback. He can be an Andy Dalton. He could be somebody like that.
2: Yeah. So are you expecting are you expecting a solid another, you know, solid back-to-back performance from Zach Wilson? Are you expecting what you saw against the Chiefs to come against the Broncos I'm, as well?
6: No, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting to, I'm expecting Zach to you know, to get some confidence. I think they know what it is. I think he's been in this situation before. And I think that uh, he has confidence in his players. I think you're going to see a good Zach Wilson. I think you're going to see a competent guy that can run the offense. I don't think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers out there, but I think you're going to see a guy that's a competent, which you can expect from a backup quarterback, a guy that can run the offense. As long as Hacker keeps the motion moving and get the guys that can make plays in space, he gets these guys out there, we can do some damage.
2: We can do some real yeah.
6: damage.
2: Now, when you talk about doing damage, boy, Brees Hall. We all know you get the football oh, in that man's hands, and whew, things can go real, real good for us, and really bad for whoever the opposing defense is. Right, Fellows, right. come out and talked about how they're taking the pre- uh, they're taking the pitch count. Excuse me, off of Brees Hall. What are your expectations for him in this upcoming game against the Broncos? Now that He's going to be unleashed. Are you expecting over a hundred, over a hundred and ten, over a hundred and twenty yards? What, do, well, what, what, get, what kind of yardage are you expecting from him? Well, you we, you well you know we're getting one of those
6: games, right? We're getting one of those mm. games where we get like through four hundred yards rushing, right? We got two great Ooh, backs okay. out there. We we mm-hmm. you know one of the games is going to be like that because those guys are just too good. Like Brees Hall Dalvin, even Dalvin Cook the way he, I've been talking about him, but we're going to get one of those games where these guys run for a hundred yards each and we're going to be looking at these guys. They're too good to hold down that long. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've been playing against some really good defenses. Like most Mm -hmm. of the guys are in the top 10, like, uh, you know, KC's the top six Dallas, the top defense, Delachek. We played against some really, really, Um, uh, the bills are a good defense. We played against some really good defense. They held the dolphins like the 14 points, I think. I mean, we played against some really Mm -hmm. good defenses. So, you know, in these losses, you got to take a count of who we've been playing. See, these guys aren't chopped liver either, man. These guys are some. Yeah. These guys are to be in the Super Bowl conversation. Everybody we play, except yeah. the Patriots, yeah. you know. But the Patriots are still going to be the Patriots. I mean, they're still yeah. going. I mean, you're going to see a different team next week. I'm, I guarantee you that they're not going to play that yeah. same week again. I'm, that's not going to happen again.
2: Mm-hmm. So no, listen. And, I, and the Patriots again. I always tell people, you never. You can never count them out as long as Bilichek is around. No, never, no. never count Mm-mm. them out. I remember them making the playoffs no. when years when people said they was trash and oh they're 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 going to be yep. picking you know top three and they would make cool. the playoffs every yep. every year.
3: Wild, yeah, you can never count those so, guys out.
2: Never, never. no. But you know, here we are. We're, you know, we got this upcoming game against the Broncos. I want to go over to the defensive side of the ball with you, man. And I'm wondering, Chris, what are your expectations from our pass rush in this game? It's been real up and down, man, real up and down. Against the Bills, phenomenal. We got all over Josh Allen. But then after that, against the Cowboys, like I think we had one sack from Solomon Thomas. Then nothing against the Patriots. I mean, against the Kansas City Chiefs, we were able to get, you know, pressure. What are you expecting from our pass rush? And do you think – that the if we do get some rush on Russell Wilson, do you think that turns into turnovers?
6: I think – I don't know if it turns into turnovers, but I think it turns into, you know, uh, some, I think we're going to get some sacks this week. I think we're going to be able to put some pressure on them. So I think – How many sacks? I think about three. I think three or four sacks. I think Quentin Williams is, is waiting okay. to come out. You know, I think I think Hugh's going to come out this week. You know, I think Q going to show out mm-hmm. this week. And then okay. Quentin Williams is showing okay. up this week. I, I'm, that's the guy of the the defense
2: I'm looking for this week is Quentin Williams.
6: Okay. I'm looking okay. for a big name Yeah, listen.
2: Listen, we're also going up against a Broncos team. I know a lot of people are talking, you know, like it's a done deal, and we're going to blow them away, right? We're just absolutely going to destroy them. But this is a team that, that has a veteran quarterback in Russell Wilson, Mm-hmm. And they also have a solid wide receiving core, right? Jerry Judy, who's right. been routing fools up. since routes was routes, okay? <laughs> he's been routing. Right. In the league, he's just a route runner, route technician. Mm. Then you also got Sutton as well, who's a good player, a good big body wide receiver. That guy's huge. Then you also got Mims as well, who can go out there and make plays. We're going out there now a little hobbled with the secondary. Eccles is going to be out. He's dealing with the injury. DJ Reed, right. you know, is also a big guy that's going to be out. We know that he's the the starter next to Sauce, that number two corner spot with Eccles right. and Reed out. Who do you think they put on the opposite side of Bryce, Saul? Ha- Man, Bryce do you Hall. you think it's going Bryce to be? Hall. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Why Bryce yeah. Hall? I Why Bryce Hall though? Why not Michael Carter?
6: Because Bryce. Because I don't. I, like I said, I think that Bryce Hall. I think you know. I watched Bryce Hall since Virginia. Okay, Bryce Hall would have been a third round pick, third or second round pick if he would have been. A... Now, true, there there's you know, second season wasn't all that good, but it wasn't. But I think he's played around. I think he's. I think he's going to get a shot. I think he, he he's he he can play in this league. Okay. And you could do a lot worse as as a backup quarterback than a backup cornerback than Bryce Hall. I think the guys don't get enough mm-hmm. credit. I think that I think you're going to see a different guy. That I think this guy can cover. I think this guy's played in Virginia. He played in the ACC. He played against some of the top mm-hmm. wide receivers in, in, in college football. He had a really good year the first year. He set up. and then we drafted. Uh, I mean, we drafted uh, one of the best uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a Hall of Fame. Like, you know, but I think I think he can serve admirably as a backup quarterback for one game. I think he can cover. I think he can cover the second mm-hmm. and third wide receiver. I have confidence in this guy. I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to shop him this year to get a, get a pick, but nobody bought. But I think you're going to see this guy because the guy wants to – you can count on two things in the NFL. When a guy wants to show off to, he wants to get paid – you're going to see the best of Bryce Hall because this is a contract year for him, and he wants to he wants mm-hmm. to show the NFL what he can do. So you're going to see you're mm-hmm. going to see a good you're going to see a a guy that's uh, that's probably motivated to play. And lad, and think about it from a personal perspective. You've been seeing Sauce Gardner. He took your position. You've been talking about you know and you get your chance to play. You're going to show out. This is your time. Mm-hmm. You're going to show out. So mm-hmm. he's got
2: a lot on the line this week, man. So expect him to play hard. Hard. Yeah. (laughs) Are are you concerned about Tony? Now, Tony Adams is is at this point. He was full go, ready to go for the practice on, I think, Thursday. Everything's Mm -hmm. looking good for him. Are you concerned about him coming back and being a bit rusty? You know, he's coming back. He's going to be back at that start and roll at free safety. Are you concerned about him being a little bit rusty coming back in a game, again, that has – Great wide receivers, you slip and it could be a right. quick fix.
6: I think I think you know, I know what are think your expectations think, for Tony Adams? I think, I think Tony Adams will be a, be hawking the ball. I think maybe, you know, in the practice and stuff, you get yourself acclimated and stuff. I think you'll be maybe one of but when the game starts going on you'll you'll get back into 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 the thick of things, man. So I think okay. you had enough practice and this week, you know, you'll be back in the in the moat, man. And these guys are professionals. They they could they could they can they can play. So he, you know, okay. this guy wants to play football, and I think these guys kind of been chomping at the bits to get to get back. So now he's
2: healthy. You know, rest
6: can be a good thing too. So you
2: know. Okay. Now before you know I saying? let you go, Chris, because you you've had a call, man. Rodney Harrison was talking crazy about Zach Wilson. That's I just want to talk it. to you about this, man. Oh, listen, man. you know, I know you you this <laughs> in the area you talked about, you know, up there doing with the Patriots and the fans. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think we talked about that in the past. Yeah. Give me your thoughts about Rodney Harrison sitting on the after show, right? After that game on Sunday night, bashing Zach Wilson, calling him garbage with Chris Jones there, and all of the outpour that you saw from, from other players as well defending Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts about the unprofessional Nature that Rodney Harrison exhibited.
6: Well, I think Rodney needs to, you know, worry about a couple of bigger things of why he can't strip a wide receiver of a ball that's holding on top of his head. I think that's the, more, I think that's Rodney Rodney's biggest problem. So I mean, he has he has way more biggest problems than than Jack Wilson. And you know, I mean, that was ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the worst plays in football history. You know what I'm saying? So I think he needs to worry about that. So um yeah. So, uh Mr. Rodney Harrison, you don't you don't you don't you don't tell you don't talk about pla about football players like that. Everybody in this league is competitor, everybody's yeah. thing. you just trying to show off everything else. But we could show some Super Bowl highlights from him. So so, yeah. so hey this guy is trash. He can't even strip a guy that has a ball on top of his head. He can't even take a ball. He can't even strip a ball off the top of a guy's head. You know. So <laughs> tell to talk to David Tyree about that. So let's talk about David Tyree. All right, so, listen. Yeah, that's, listen what would, that's what I would. That's
2: what Before I would. I that's what I
1: would tell. That's what I tell him.
2: Yeah. Before I let you go, Chris, give me your final score prediction. Jets Broncos. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? 1610 uh, Jets. Ooh, okay, 1610 Jets. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, Chris, next time I have a show, I want you to call in, man. You know, I really enjoy talking All to right. you, my friend. All right, go All David
6: right. Tyree, that was a good one. right?
2: David Tyree. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Listen. <laughs> that was Chris, man. That was Chris. He had some things he had to say about Rodney, you know. Rodney, that that was that was awful, man. That was an awful, awful decision you made to stand up there and bash Zach Wilson after one of the greatest games that he's played in his career so far. This guy is just trying to find his way in the league, and he's growing and getting better. He's growing and getting better, man. And you have to talk to him crazy. You know, Rodney? far as I'm concerned, you and the rest of your Patriot brothers that always like to bash the Jets, you're all flushed. Get them out of here, all right? You're all flushed. Tired of it. Over and over again, it's the same shenanigans, all right? Now we're going to go to the chat. Salute so to all the savages in the building. <laughs> man, oh, man. People going off left and right. GVH in the chat. Salute so to you, G G says, Joe, two weeks in, what do you think of our new O-line configuration? Chris Jones is no slouch and Barrymore on New England. Yeah, those two guys are really good. Chris Jones is phenomenal. Talked about the, the – Man, he's one of the better defensive linemen in the league. He gets after you to put pressure on you. He's the guy that they really, really call on uh the new um the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, when they get you in third and eight, third and nine, he's a guy that really will close you out. All right. He'll close you out. And he's good against the run too. He's not just the guy that can, you know, rush a passer from that spot. He's good against the run as well. So yeah, those guys are good. I like our offensive line configuration. Uh of course we know that we're dealing with uh, the situation because Dwayne Brown is gone, but I, I don't. I, I never thought that we should have depended on Dwayne Brown coming into the season. Everybody knows that we do these shows uh, year round, and I talked about um, me not believing that Dwayne Brown was just going to be able to hop off, you know, the pup and just be completely ready to go and uh, have a great impact this upcoming season, and just you know let that be that. You know that that things should have been a bit differently, especially when we saw. Makai Beckton out there performing the way he did in the uh you know, in the preseason and working his butt off in the off season. He should have been given more of a chance to really solidify himself as a New York Jets starting left tackle. But here we are, right? And Makai's at left tackle. I think he's been looking solid. He needs there's of course there's things he needs to improve as well. Everyone knows I also love Makai Beckton All right, I'm a big Makai Becton guy, but I'm still, you know, staying real here. There's some things he can improve on just like the rest of the guys on the team, but I think he's been playing pretty well. Um, Lakin Tomlinson's been looking all right. He's been looking all right. He's had some games where it's been okay, but he has been up and down as well. Um, Connor McGovern's been looking uh, He's been looking all right, too. Him and Lakin, I could definitely see, you know, being guys that may not be here for the long term, but they've been looking okay. Um, Tipman, on the other hand, has been, whoa, That kid has been looking really good. And, again, you know, we kind of drafted him to be the backup center or to be the starting center, excuse me, eventually. Uh, But he was the backup center, as we know. Uh, He's going to sit behind Connor McGovern. But with all the movement, he ends up at right guard, and he's been looking really good there. So here's a kid that we brought in, drafted in the second round. He's been able to immediately come in and make some impact and look really good at that right guard spot. So I'm excited for him, and I think eventually he takes over and becomes our starting center down the line but man atv at right tackle man he's been playing pretty darn well out there now do i want him to stay at right tackle no i personally don't want him to stay at right tackle i'd like him to go back to right guard but he's been looking so good at right tackle we'll see what the future holds there um but you know i know that seller's been talking to him about staying at right tackle or had a conversation at least um <clears throat> that was put out there in the media uh, that he's, you know, talked to him about possibly, you know, standing right tackle, and we'll see. But, man, ATV is just just unbelievable, right? We've seen him move from left guard to left tackle to right tackle to right guard to only thing I think he hasn't played along the offensive line in a live game for the New York Jets. The only position I don't think he's played is center. But, I mean, he could do that too. So here we got this guy who's just a Swiss Army knife along the offensive line who can do all things and play really well at those positions. Uh, So I really like our configuration. I really like what we've done. I really like the adjustment that we've made and it's going to be very, very interesting going forward with the New York Jets offensive line. And it's something I, I like to get out in front of things and I like to, to give my takes really early. That's one of the things I like to do. I did it with the Jamal Adams when I said that he wouldn't be a jet and he was going to be gone because he was a front runner and people just, tried to destroy me for that. I told you guys we would be closer to being a winning team without him than we'd ever be with him and that he was he wasn't a guy that was gonna stay here for the long haul. You couldn't build around it. I told people this like a year before I was telling him he wasn't gonna be here. He's not he's not a guy. He's not the guy he's not a jet. He's just a guy that's he's gonna do whatever he needs to do to bounce and he did just that. I remember telling people about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as well that we shouldn't have signed him and got rid of him. So I like to get out in front of things, and I like to put my take out there and really you know, have those discussions with people. And so keeping that theme, when I look at the Jets' offensive line right now, my concern, and this is down the road, right, we didn't give Makai Beckton a fifth-year option. I talked about that all offseason. My concern is Makai Beckton just continues to look the way he's been looking, which he's been playing pretty solid. If he continues to look like that, I'm a little curious about what this offseason is going to look like concerning him. Because if you allow him to walk into free agency in the open market, boy, a guy that has shown you that he's fully healthy, still in his prime, he's shown you he can be a solid right tackle, because he was, but his natural position is left tackle. If he shows you he can be a solid left tackle, boy, that free agency market is going to be wild for him. Trying to get him to re-sign and just offering him a deal, you're going to pay out of your nose. I mean, we've seen it. Average, I'm talking average, and we'll get to the lines in just a second. just like to pick up my takes out here, 614, we'll come to you next. Just an average like left tackle on the free agency market gets paid exponentially. We've seen it. So I'm wondering how the New York Jets are going to look, right, trying to chase after a left tackle this upcoming season, this upcoming offseason. Is it going to be a draft? What's going to happen? Because then you look at that right side, if ATV does move back into right guard, because Conor McGovern's going to be gone, I think we only have him on a one-year deal, so I think Tipman slides back over there. So if ATV slides back into right guard, right, you'll have a hole at left tackle, you'll have a hole at right tackle, and then the question becomes, what do you do with Lakin Thomason? Because he's been very up and down, and I myself as well have talked about moving on from him Other Jets fans, too, are ready for him to go. If he's gone, which, I mean, he's been so up and down, and he's been very bad in the past, especially last season. We'll see what happens as the season continues to shake out. He was up and down to start this season as well. You'll have a hole at left tackle, right tackle, and left guard. That's a concern, especially when you have Aaron Rodgers coming back off of the torn Achilles. And I think he's going to be... I think he'd be, what, 38 now. He'd be 39, almost 40, something like that, right? But he's a guy you don't want him running for his life, like we saw in the first game before he got hurt. So it's going to be a lot of questions going forward, and it's going to be very interesting to see how Joe Douglas works the board, not just in the draft but also in free agency to assure that the issues that we had starting the season with this offensive line won't continue next season. And not just for A-Rod's sake. I mean, it definitely is for Aaron Rodgers' sake. Let me say that. I absolutely want to make sure that the the line is fortified for Aaron Rodgers. But what about the guy that's going to be playing after Aaron Rodgers? We got to think about that, too. So it's going to be interesting. We will have our first rounder because, again, we know that A-Rod is going to be hurt, or is hurt, excuse me, and won't meet the incentive so that we won't have to give up our first. But... With the draft capital we got going forward, and money is going to be a big thing as well, we have to find a way to fortify this offensive line, this upcoming offseason. It's going to be interesting to see what we do. Very interesting. Again, you could franchise Makai Beckton, but we know that the relationship at one point between Makai and the front office was not good, and you don't know how that will turn out. Jets fans have been all over Makai Beckton as well. I remember people screaming to get him out of here. I remember that. We did shows. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward. I hope that we can work something out with him if he continues to play solid and we can keep him a New York Jet. But uh, we got to see. So that's my spiel on the take, or that's my take on the uh, my take and my spiel on the uh, the offensive line going forward for the future of the New York Jets. But as of right now, they've looked they've looked pretty darn good. And again, everything is moving and shaking. So I'm going to be very excited uh, to see what they're going to be able to do in this upcoming game. So let me get back to the lines, okay? Let me get back to these callers. You know, I can go on for hours, especially talking to the Savages. Salutes and respect to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Share the stream across social media with your friends and your family. Also, for those of you that do not know, I am wearing pink because I support the Suzy G. Komen Foundation and the fight against breast cancer, link is in the chat it's also in the description of the video as well my link tree please go to that donation page click that donation page okay all of that money okay goes to the Suzy Coleman foundation directly to them it does not come to me it doesn't go any other weird places no I deal directly with the Suzy Coleman foundation I think we're trying to raise uh, 200 bucks I know this a small small thing but hey we're doing what we can to continue to move so Please give to the foundation anything you can through that link, a dollar, two dollars, anything you can give, okay, to help fight against breast cancer and bring awareness is greatly appreciated. All right. So we're gonna get back to these lines again. 515 9639 515 9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mac. We're going to Mac, man. This is Mac from Ohio. Mac salute. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Mac, we've been talking a lot, man. We've been talking about a lot of things moving and shaking surrounding Zach Wilson. We saw him have a great performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. What are your expectations
1: for him going up against the,
2: the Denver Broncos?
1: Uh, I just want him to build on it, Joe. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I think the biggest thing in Zach's way, the less. Last, two and a quarter seasons were the coaches who just didn't let this kid play. And I don't know if it was that necessity or just trying something else because it wasn't working so bad. Mm. Let the kid play. And and look cool. what happened. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he got rid of the ball quick. They, they, they did some things to help him out that every single Jet fan knew needed to happen in terms of mm-hmm. not running 10 times on first down, you know, Giving him giving him some easier throws, maybe a little motion, maybe get some fast guys in there instead of some slow guys, stuff like that, Joe. You know.
2: No, yeah, listen, I hear you, Mac, and that, and that was something we talked about as well. Pla- uh, a lot of play action stuff really helped out as well. Getting them moving, like you said, getting them outside, just allowing him to attack, use his feet. But we also saw that you know, really translate into him being able to make plays in the pocket, right? Because of the rhythm and the momentum, he was working, he was hot and he was able to really deliver the ball accurately uh, from the pocket as well, just dropping back. So, yeah. And it's interesting to see that Daniel Hackett, you know, put some things together and he executed extremely well. Now, as we continue on, right, you look at the situation, Brees Hall, they say they're taking him off that pitch count. What are your expectations for Brees Hall against the Denver Broncos? Are you expecting him to have a you know a game where he goes over 100 yards.
1: They absolutely Joe I think he's going to go off but you know they can't do it they can't do it on all these first down runs, you know, they got to keep they got to keep these uh that defense loosened up off the line by keeping aggressive. Uh what I want to see, I want to see Jets come out up tempo Jack throwing, uh, Zach throwing some balls down the field, and let's you know let's get them bumping into each other, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping they come out and attack as well, especially with the Broncos' defense looking the way that they've been looking. They've been, you know, stumbling along the way. And, again, I know Patrick satan he's a good corner. Uh, Patrick satan the second. But uh, we got to make sure we get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands. I want to see Alan Lazard. I also want to see Nicole Hartman, again, utilized a bit more effectively. He should get... Definitely get some plays, you know, called for him and, and get some uh, get the ball in his hands as well. You know, get some catches and some runs under his belt. I think that'll be big. Now, as you look at this, uh, the defensive side of ball for New York Jets, are you concerned about the pass rush going into this game? Uh, you know, Mac. I mean, it's been up and down this season, man. You know, against the Bills, it was good. Then it was kind of missing against the Cowboys. It was completely gone uh, against the Patriots. We didn't get any sacks on Mac Jones. And then we saw it kind of show up against the Chiefs. They were able to get some pressure on Mahomes. What do you think is going to happen in this upcoming game with our pass rush against Wilson? And, you know, with it being so important, I think if we get pass rush on Wilson, it turns into turnovers. What are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I know that this Denver team is struggling. I don't know a whole lot about their row line. All I know is, you know, we, we, need, we need to get this thing rolling, Joe, because it's not mm-hmm. working like we thought it would. And uh, mm-hmm. definitely more Bryce Huff. You know, I'd like to see the kid uh the kid get a few more things and you know, I, I don't know. I mean I, I I don't really have a good answer for you there. No, listen,
2: I hear you, I hear you. Listen, uh the Jets passers, like you said, Bryce Huff. You know, Carl Lawson, I think he's still, you know, working himself in. I know people have been talking about the back situation possibly still you know messing with him a little bit but i think he's working himself back in i think he's going to be able to come in and make an impact i really want to see quentin williams go out there and dominate like we know that he can do and he's been playing really well as well um i know a lot of people talk about sack numbers with him listen quentin williams he's not a he's not a guy that you can look at and think he's going to get you you know 15 16 17 sacks a season that's not really what he's built to do he did have a great season i think he had with 12 sacks last season That's phenomenal, but that's kind of an anomaly for him, I think. I don't think he's going to consistently have that, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 sacks a season. I don't think that's him. I think that he's a guy that makes, you know, an impact based on disruption. You know, really, when you look at the kind of things that he's able to do from that defensive tackle spot, he's going to blow up run plays. He's going to be tackled for losses. He's going to get his sacks for sure, but he's not a, a BOSA. He's not a pass rusher, uh, per se, from, from that edge, but he's a a darn good defensive lineman, one of the best in the league. So I'm expecting him to dominate up front against his Broncos uh, offensive line. I think he's going to, you know, really throw guys around and make plays. And I want to see Jermaine Johnson as well, you know, really get going, really get rolling. And I want to see Bill McDonald utilized too. Now my final question for you, Mac, listen, man, Rodney Harrison was talking crazy about Zach Wilson, called him garbage on the after show, really was really just trying to destroy the kid. Um, after having a phenomenal game against the Chiefs, we saw a lot of players around the league step out and really de- defend Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts of what we heard from Rodney Harrison, and why do you think he went out of his way to be so unprofessional and bash Zach Wilson the way that he did?
1: I, I don't know, Joe. If it was up to me, I'd have fired the guy on the spot. I mean, that that was mm. that was the most classless thing I've ever seen. And, and credit to that kid um, he was interviewing again what's the guy's name again? Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah. Credit City, uh, him. Chief defensive lineman, he Chris Jones. he had he was having nothing to do with that mess. I mean, that was a disgrace. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've really been uh, surprised. I mean I don't know if you heard Micah Parsons not yeah. only you one of the absolute best player in the leagues, but he, he went out of his mm-hmm. way, you know, to 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 put to prop up Zach so instead of trying to tear him down. And I tell you, I was really impressed with that guy. He is great, great player and humble, you know? hmm Yeah.
2: No, listen, he's phenomenal. Like I said, Chris Chris Jones definitely kept it very professional. And Michael Parsons. Also, again, Taylor Luan uh, came out and said something, too, about how Rodney Harrison was, you know, off his rocker for talking like that. Saw Rich Gannon come out. There was, you know, guys definitely stepping out and saying, hey, that that's that's not cool you know don't do that so you know a lot of defense and again zach wilson just keeping it moving keeping it chugging keeping it going long continuing to build itself now before i let you go mac give me your final score prediction man jets broncos who do you think wins who do you think loses how do you think it ends up
1: okay do you want the version of salah coaches like a coward or salah
2: oh my goodness it of be
1: an all show no go or uh you I want know, you, is, I, is want all you to me,
2: I want you to give me the the version the final version of what you think is gonna happen <laughs> Give me that version. okay, all
1: right, if Sal isn't gonna get scared again and let this kid play, then I think uh we're gonna roll uh uh thirty five to ten
2: ooh thirty five to ten that's what uh that's what old max says thirty five to ten Jets. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Mack, it was phenomenal to speak to you, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Joe. Yo, thank you. Take care. Now right, you have a good one. So, Matt calling in. There's been nobody that is going against New York Jets tonight. I like that. I like that. I respect everybody's take. Let's be clear. I want to hear from all of you, but it's it's interesting, you know? So, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. This is a phenomenal show. A lot of great conversation, a lot of talk surrounding New York Jets, man. And uh, I'm gonna give you my uh, final uh, thoughts on this situation. Listen, I, I think that uh, I think Zach is gonna be able to come out and do some things against this Denver Broncos defense. I think, uh, you know, we're gonna see him rolling outside the pocket, making plays. I think he's gonna make some plays with his feet as well. Um, I think that three tight end package is gonna continue to roll. I think that this um, I think that this game players are not just gonna be motivated just to go out there and get a W you know they're also going to be motivated to rub Sean Payton's nose in the dirt okay because of the crazy things that he had to say about this New York Jets football team about this New York Jets coaching staff in particular what he had to say about the New York Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett all right um, so I think it's going to be extra motivation for that as well Uh, I think these guys are going to be focused. I think, you know, Sulla's going to have their head on straight. I'm just hoping they don't come out, you know, dead, you know, early. Let's get going early. Let's come out firing quickly. Um, You know, let's get hot early and get rolling. Uh, But I think, you know, our offense will be able to do some things. I think our defense is really going to dominate the day, though. I really, really do. I think we'll get pressure on on Russell Wilson. I think that we'll shut down their running game. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the, the wide receiver core simply because, you know, that other corner is definitely going to be targeted. But I think uh, Sella and his uh, defensive coaching staff is going to make the adjustments. And then uh, our pass rush is really just going to be just absolutely destroying Russell Wilson. It's going to be running rabid. I'm running. They're going to run him ragged, man. They're going to run him ragged. And, uh, you know, he's he's definitely going to feel the pain that day. So I'm taking the New York Jets. To beat the Denver Broncos 23 to 10, 23 to 10. I'm taking the gym. listen folks, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Look, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. I'm ashamed to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. For those of you that do not know, I am on Twitter, okay? Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? My personal is J all right? But at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, Okay. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. And if you don't troll me, there's no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all
4: times.
2: At all times, okay? Listen, man, this guy is all over the place. Left guard, left tackle, right guard. Now he's the right tackle. You got the coach, the head coach saying, hey, man, you want to stay at right tackle for the rest of your career? What's up? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We can do all things. Fight on, okay? Go to SC, man. Get yourself a good player. You know, that's what we do here. That's what we do at SC. Go Trojans. Fight on. All right? So, uh, you know, come on by. We'll be under that bridge. I'm also on YouTube as well. For those of you that do not know, come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Uh, If you want to troll me, go ahead and get in those comments. Also give the the, uh, videos a thumbs up, too. Share them across your social media with your friends and your family. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time out of your day to listen, to call in, to interact with your boy any way that you do without you people. Again, I'm absolutely nothing. I truly appreciate y'all, all All right? I truly do. I also want to thank Rob Headquest of the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation coming on and being a representative for them, sharing his story with us, and also giving all the information, knowledge, and awareness of what the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation is doing uh, you know, for the community and everything that they offer. So again, I want to thank him for coming on. So until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace.